You are listening to audio from the church at Junius Heights. If you'd like to learn more, please visit our website, thechurchatjuniusheights.org. Well, thank you so much. Uh, beautiful time of worship. Um, thank you to all those that are, that are visiting us here today. We hope this, this time is together that, that we can just share in the Lord and, and through worship and, and through his word. Amen. A little bit about me, those of you that, that don't know me, on any other given Sunday, you'll catch me back there making some noise behind the plexiglass and trying to make it sound good. Um, I also lead a group of, of, of youth, anywhere from middle schoolers, high schoolers, some young adults. I lead them on Tuesday nights, and we just, we just praise the Lord, right? We get together, and we just worship the Lord together. Also, um, my father-in-law is the Spanish pastor, Pastor George, and he's been here for, for multiple years. That, yep. That's my brother-in-law, uh, Pastor Ivan. Go ahead and stand up, Ivan. Just give a quick wave. This is, uh, he pastors a church, a church, a church uh, near the Pleasant Grove area. Also with me, my wife and my daughter right over there, Lily Beth. Quick wave, Lily. Yeah, she'll kill me later for it. But, I, but I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be before you just to share in the, in the Word and, and, and see what, what the Lord has for us. And my hope today is that our time in the Word, that, that we can truly see Jesus, and, and when we encounter Him, when we see Him, when we see the face of Jesus, that it just not be a, a, a casual encounter, that it just not be just another face-to-face meeting, but it be something deeper, that we can truly know Him. Amen? Amen. Uh, Pastor Travis gave an awesome sermon Christmas Eve. Those of you that were able to make it uh, on that night, he gave a, a, a wonderful message of a rescue mission, and, and I loved how, how he titled that, the, the rescue mission, way better than what Saving Private Ryan could ever be, right? The ultimate rescue mission. If that were to be made into a film, just that rescue mission alone, I think it would be something amazing. And, and Jesus coming to this world, being born to completely eradicate and to destroy the power of sin, the power of, of darkness, of death in our lives, and, and that's where I want us to Jump, jump into right after that. Now that Christmas is over, as we're getting ready to put up our Christmas trees, or those of us that leave them until March or April, I don't know. We'll pray for them. As, as, as we're getting ready to package all the things up and the ornaments and we put the Christmas lights away, one thing that I would hate for us to do, us as a church, as a body of believers, is to tuck Jesus away up there too, or, or to put the, 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 the message of the gospel away as well. So let's gonna, we're going to pick up our reading in Luke chapter 2. We're going to go to verse 17 through 20. Before we stand for that, this is a time where Joseph has his, his wife-to-be. She's pregnant, carrying, with, carrying a baby, just a special baby, just Jesus, right? She's carrying this baby, and, and they're going a long way. They're going to fulfill the census requirement to Bethlehem. And they're going to a place, they find no place to be, so they, get, they, they find this manger to go in where she gives birth to Jesus Christ. Nearby, in, in the same region, there were some shepherds, and, and they were taking care of their sheep. And it says that a bright light shone around them, that, that, that a, the glory of God, and the, the angel came down, and he had a special message for them. The birth of the Savior, announcing the birth of the Savior, Christ the Lord. And what Travis said Christmas Eve, he said, the heavens ripped open. And a multitude of angels, thousands upon thousands of angels, worship the Lord in song. And there the shepherds were. They saw Joseph and Mary and baby Jesus there in the manger, as, as was said. So let us stand, please. Stand with me as we read together. Luke chapter 2. 
We're going to go to verse 17 through verse 20. We have the ESV, Luke chapter 2, verse 17 through 20, and it reads like this. It says, and when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. Verse 19 says, but Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Amen. Go ahead. Uh, let's take our seats this, this morning. So verse 17, we have the setting, the shepherds, they have just seen with their very own eyes, God incarnate, the Savior, Christ the Lord, they've witnessed the Messiah that was to come, they see him there. The word had become flesh. In the beginning, the word that that was there in the very beginning had come to this world. And I can't help but imagine what that encounter would have been like, that encounter to see Jesus there in the flesh. I, I can't help to see, right, uh, the, the, the scripture just says they, they saw him and then they, they went and they glorified. But there's a lot in between. What was that emotion? What was that encounter like? Did they fall to their knees and, and worship? Did they, did, they, did they say with him, was there any disbelief? Was there, were, there, were they in awe and amazement that this was the son of God? This was God in the flesh. He had come. And what, what, a, what a beautiful moment to, when, when you can encounter God, when you can encounter Christ. And immediately it says that they, they, they looked to themselves, they looked at one another, and they kind of already knew what, what we, 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 gotta, we already know what we got to do, right? When you see something cool, what's the first thing you do? Instagram. Put it on the story. Yeah. Hashtag. Yep. Let's make this go viral, right? We have to publish it, right? Let's, 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 let's blow up the internet. This is, this, this is going to completely break the internet. We have to make it go viral. We have to publish it, share, declare it, proclaim what we have just seen, the amazing event that has happened. When we encounter Jesus, again, we can't help but, but to proclaim the good news and this good news that Jesus had come. And when he came to replace sin and death and bondage with in our addictions and in our failures and our fears, what he came to replace it with was a life full of abundance, a life in full, right? John uh, chapter 10 speaks the, God didn't, Jesus didn't come just to give us a regular life or another Sunday morning. He gave us to give us a life of true fulfillment. Yep. I've heard a lot of young people say, you know, I, I, church just isn't for me. Just, I, I need to go live life to the fullest. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest mistake you can ever make because when you are in the Lord, when you, when you meet Jesus, that is when you receive. That is right. when you can live life to the fullest. And these were... The shepherds that were chosen to, to deliver this message, these were ordinary guys. These were maybe even, you could say, maybe a little bit below ordinary guys. They were uneducated. They were they're probably illiterate. They couldn't read, if any. And they were just humble men that protected their sheep. They had this rod and staff, and on one end was probably a little bit bulkier. On the other end was a hook to, to bring in the sheep. Hey, don't go over there. And, and, and I'd like to think of them as a little bit of brave. They had to defend their, their, their sheep against predators, wolves, wolves maybe, maybe, I don't know, bears, or maybe other guys that were trying to steal their sheep. And I, when I read this, I couldn't help but identify with them. These humble guys, these not very special, but God saw them. 
And he looked to them and he said, you know what, I'm going to choose you. You are who will carry out my work. And, and I, I, didn't, I didn't grow up special or anything, but I'm just so fortunate and blessed to know that God said, hey, Alex, I need you. I, I, I want to choose you for what I have for you. And these were the last people that anybody expected this message out of. This 400 years of silence after Malachi was written in the Old Testament, God had not spoken through any prophets. 400 years of silence. And the first guys that have any word, anything to deliver were these shepherds that carried, that picked up, they didn't have cool little plastic baggies to pick up poop. They didn't have it. They carried the shepherds, uh, the sheep on their back, and they were dirty. These were the last men, the group of men that anyone expected to deliver such a powerful message of Christmas. And they said, we have to go. We have to go. Immediately, they, they recognized the Savior. And that's something we have to do when the Savior is presented to us. We have to recognize. Because we can see Jesus and we can miss him. They could have just gone to the manger. Oh, it's just another baby. That can't be this. That can't be Jesus. But they recognized it, they recognized him, and they went. Psalm 34, chapter 8 says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is a man who takes refuge in him. And they had to say, Hey, guys, come, come and taste and see and see that the Lord is good. And that is the same message that I hope this church and, and the group of people in this place and the body of believers that we are to carry and say, Come. That we can go say to, to the lost people or the people that don't know of the Lord, come and see that the Lord is good. Look what he's done in my life. And we all have a testimony to carry. We all have a message to, of, 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 of gratitude of what God has done in our lives. That we can fulfill what we read in the call of worship. That we have the glad news that we, our lips should not be restrained that we shall not, hide, shall not hide our deliverance, that we may speak of God's faithfulness. And we are to proclaim it, to proclaim the gospel, the power of Christ. Verse 18 says that all who heard it says that they wondered at what the shepherds told them. They were in awe. They marveled at what the shepherds had just delivered this message, right? They're scrolling there through their newsfeed, everyone that, that heard it. And most likely you would be there on the Church of Junius Heights page. You can follow us on Facebook at the Church at Junius Heights, by the way. Instagram, Junius Heights. Yep. And you can also listen to this podcast later up. Yep. iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. Just wanted to plug that in there. Yep. Right? Go like our page. Go blow this up. Let's proclaim it. Did this really just happen? Did a multitude of angels really come down? And did this really just happen? They were in awe. They were in amazement. They marveled and they, and they, and they, were in, they wondered. 400 years later, really, this is, this is what happened through these shepherds. Born in a manger. This king that, that was, was, was supposed to carry the government upon his shoulders. Th this really just happened. And a lot of times we're, we're in wonder when we see the goodness of what God has done. When we take a look around, if you've been here for the past year or so, you've been a part of this, you've seen this place transform. Every board that was lifted up to, to restore this place, we're, we're in wonder of, of the things that God has done and where God has taken us from. We can't help but be in awe and wonder and amazement. And, and, and I'm taken back to when the disciples 
they were crossing the Sea of Galilee and there was Jesus on the boat and, and, and the storm comes upon and there's wind and there's, there's rain and there's lightning and there's thunder. And Jesus is, he's asleep. Says that they woke him up, they're in fear, do you not care for us? We're, we're dying, we're going to perish, we're going to drown, we're going to fall over, I can't swim. I can't swim, by the way. If, if you guys ever take me on a cruise, I cannot swim. I'll be waking you up. Please pray. It says that at the voice, at the sound of Jesus, Jesus with his words calmed the storms. Immediately the wind ceased, the waves stopped. Immediately at the sound. And if you want to know the most powerful speech ever of all time, you can find it in Genesis where Jesus spoke and there we were. The universe created in an instant. The most powerful speech of all time. Creation. And who are all the people? Well, everyone who heard it. Everyone that you and I take the gospel, everyone that you and I proclaim it to, every share you do, every person you send a text message to, when you proclaim it, they will hear. Right. All of them will hear. And they will be in wonder. And sometimes it's easy. They could have marveled at this supernatural event and maybe not, not thunk more, more, more about it. They may have missed Jesus, some of these people. They heard it, they wondered. Cool, that's awesome. Cool, there's a cool church at, down in Junius Heights. Cool, God restored it. Oh, Christmas happened, cool. An awesome Christmas story. It's, it's a very nice story that we can wonder at. There was really a Savior and he was really born. But when we sit in holy wonder and we recognize that God, that Christ, he is the focus of all. When Jesus walked on water, when he, when he gathered the molecules of water under his feet so that he could walk on it, he changes matter. When he healed the sick, when he raised the dead, we can marvel at it. But if, if, if we focus on the wrong and we don't focus on the source of it, on Jesus being the center of it, we miss it. And Mary had a slightly different reaction. We know of one for sure, that when she heard it, she kept it. And we would hope there was more. But for sure, Luke tells us that Mary, in verse 19, she treasured up all of these things that had just happened. She took it all in. She, she looked at the past nine months, at the last year of her life, the recent events, and says that she pondered. What did she ponder about? She probably thought back to Zacharias and Elizabeth and their birth announcement. She remembered of Gabriel appearing to her. I'm sure she went back and, and she thought about Joseph's reaction. That's not my baby. You're pregnant? What? Imagine the, 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 the guilt, the shame she had, the ridiculement she may have felt. And sometimes that tries to sneak in when we think about our past. When that old picture comes up. When the enemy reminds us of, of our past, of, of where we've come from, of what he saved us from. She pondered it. Why was I chosen? But she took all these things and she pondered it. See, she, uh, there's another translation that says that she treasured it in her heart. When we hear the word of God, when we hear what the Lord has brought to us, we, we are to treasure it. We are to ponder on it. 
not just on the surface, but we need to go deeper and deeper and just meditate on his word. Psalm 143, verse 5 says, I remember the days of old. I meditate on all that you have done. I ponder the work of your hands. And pondering takes time. When you truly ponder, it's going to take time. It'll take time to really just think it through. And there's so much to do in life. Life is so fast today. You have to run up to, you have to run up town and come back and take the kids and go to work and go to the grocery store. And life is just so, so fast. And it's hard to stop now and, and take five minutes of prayer. It's, it's hard to slow down and, and ponder at this Christmas story. When, when you see Jesus... But take in your arms, take in your heart everything that God has given you. And it's, it's almost what Mary said. She took everything and she had in her hands God incarnate. She had him in her hands and she took him and she loved him. Everything that God has given you, take it in your hands and just love on it. God, I, I hold on to your promises. We are no longer slaves. As Amy and Clark say, we are no longer slaves. We are a child of God. You split the sea so I could walk right through it. You held my fear, or you took my fear in your perfect love. And we can know how deep, how wide, how high the love of God is that surpasses all knowledge. When we take time and we sit and we spend time with the Lord, and we reflect on 2019, if you look back at your 2019 The good, the bad, the scary, the uncertainty, the happy times. Last Christmas was very different for a lot of us. Maybe this Christmas wasn't as good. Maybe this Christmas was way better. But one thing, one thing that is always certain is the love of God, is that Jesus came to be born. Verse 20. It says that shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Well, what did they return to? Here we go. A good old Monday morning in traffic. They returned to it. Going back to work after a holiday. It's going to be hard for a lot of us. You're on PTO, it's, gonna go, it's hard to go back to work. They went back to picking up sheep on their shoulders, to scooping up poop. They went back to that. And it's, and it's crazy. You, you think they just encountered God, but their circumstance, they were still the same, the same placement in society. They weren't very high up. Again, they weren't viewed as very special people. Their circumstance did not change. And it's one, one mistake we cannot make. We cannot allow our circumstances in our life, whether to dictate the truth of what God is. We cannot let, yes, I went back and, well, I met God and here I am still in this life of sin. Or maybe I, I, I feel stuck with this addiction and I'm fighting it. I'm still in the same circumstance. Why, why, why am I not out of it? But it says that they returned because there was a change in them. There was a change that they had experienced. Yes, they went back to the same life, but there was change. There was different. There was joy. They were full in their hearts. Their hearts were full, and it was easy for them to glorify God, even in the difficult times. 
And sometimes that's the hardest time to glorify God, to know, to trust that he will provide, that he will be there. But when we are weakest, that is when he is strongest in us. That is the biggest, biggest opportunity for him to be glorified and that we can be a church that gives glory, that glorifies him, that praises him. They gave praises and glory, but their position that they had received, they received it by God's riches and grace and mercy. Paul writes to the Ephesians in chapter 2, verses 6 through 8, he said, God being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ by grace it is that we have been saved. It's not by our, our good works. It's not by our position that, that we think we may hold or that we don't hold. The shepherds, man, who are we to receive this awesome gift? Who are we to go and declare this truth, to wonder at the amazement? Well, God says, hey, it's, it's not by anything you can do. It's not by your goodness. Right. It is by my goodness, by my grace, my mercy. And we can praise God that there is a plan for salvation. We can praise God and know that we have a Savior. That there is a plan for salvation. And this event kicked that off. This event kicked off the plan for our salvation. But we're living in the now. Jesus came. He died for our sins. He was taken to the grave. Surprise. He resurrected on the third day and he is alive. And this is the gospel. That Jesus came he was born, and he has a life of complete fullness for you. And every single person that was involved in this, the shepherds, Mary, Joseph, the kings, the, the, the leaders, the Jewish leaders that, that heard this amazing proclamation, they had no clue what was about to happen. All the nine months that, that Mary carried Joseph or seen him grow up or his teachers, his family, that witness, this is who was, who's going to save us. And if you've seen the movie Elf, you know Buddy is super excited. Christmas is only, what, 364 days away? 360, 62, whatever. And it's easy to, to kind of let the magic of Christmas go away. If you go on the radio, it's hard to find Christmas music now. Everything's on sale. It's easy to, for the magic of Christmas to go away, to get tucked away. The festive, yes, it goes away. You take down the lights and Christmas music is gone. But the truth is all year long. The truth doesn't stop on December 26th. It doesn't stop on New Year, on New Year's Eve. It continues every single moment that you and I, we take this, that we proclaim it, that we wonder in amazement, we ponder on the wonderful works of God. And that every single day we can carry this message. There's a song that Amy and Clark are going to help us with. And one of my favorite lines in this song says, 
you didn't want heaven without us. So Jesus, you brought heaven down. My sin was great, but your love was greater. And that's what happened. That's what happens in our life. Christmas every single day is what happens. He didn't want heaven without us. The separation that sin caused between God and us, he didn't want that anymore. So he brought heaven to us in the form of this baby. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time of remembrance of, of your coming to this world, of destroying sin, of, of completely liberating us from the chains of, of sin, of, of evil, of everything that separated us from you, Lord. And as this time of the year continues and it, and it, and it goes on to, to New Year, Father, that we may never forget the truth of Christmas, the message of Christmas. That we can carry with us in our hearts, that we can ponder on your good works, on your truth, on your salvation. That a Savior has been born unto us. That we can proclaim it to all And we can be a living testimony of what you have done. We pray in Christ's name. Amen.